Hey everybody, uh, so with the Thanksgiving holiday happening this week and all the guys traveling, doing family stuff, uh, one of them's in Hawaii, that fucking jerk, uh, we couldn't find the time to record an episode this week, so we hope you enjoy this uh, repackaged episode from a little under a year ago, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Um, yeah, uh, tune back in next week for the regularly scheduled programming. Thanks, bye. Not for a purpose, Mark, Are you, you, have, you got no fucking heart. You just dig holes to dig holes, man. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. And I have had a doozy of a day. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's glad he's not hung like a bear. It's Mark. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, and in so doing, we spoil the shit out of that movie, so fair warning on that one. Um, this week, we watched 2010's Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, and we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Jake, what is your beer for these fears? Um, I can tell you what it would have been, and it'll be the same as what you guys end up saying, but I'm, I, what it you don't is is not, is not <laughs> a beer. I've been I've been pretty sick this week. I've had like the crazy head cold, like everything. So Jake's just I am taking not drinking. shots of Nyquil. <laughs> I'm not robo tripping. Um, what I am doing is I'm drinking tea. It is Earl Grey though. It's not chamomile because it I don't want to fuck with anyone's asthma. And I'm gonna go ahead and just take a shot of vodka right now, and might continue right. doing those. So. I don't know. That's that's good for sickness, right? Vodka, that's what they say in Russia. Alcohol so. kills germs, dude. Yeah, well, disinfects cheers. your throat. <laughs> and your insides. <laughs> and all cheers, of your buddy. insides. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's Mark. It. That's it. What is your beer for these fears? I would very much guess that uh, you and I are going to be drinking the same thing. Featured heavily, almost as though it were product placement throughout this entire movie. I'm drinking <laughs> a Pabst Blue Ribbon, Milwaukee's Best. I don't know if this is Milwaukee's best. Whatever. It is not, but okay. that's fine. Pep's Blue Ribbon. <laughs> I don't even know if this is from Milwaukee. But, okay. Got, so, I'm, I'm separating the... myself from the pack here a little bit. I also have a bendy straw. <laughs> You're drinking okay. a PBR through a straw. Pe- bendy straw. The bendy straw bendy is important. Straw. All right. Wow. Applause. Uh, Mark, I noticed you got the tall boy there. That's exactly what I have, too. A 16-ounce tall boy of PBR. Um, cause you know, as you mentioned, it's featured heavily in this movie, though there is a little bit of Miller Lite in the movie too. Is that we'll Milwaukee's get, we, best? We might get into that. No. Oh. What's Milwaukee's Neither best? Neither of those are. It's own beer. Oh. Really? Are you fucking kidding <laughs> yeah. me? Did you go to college? <laughs> Not in Milwaukee. But me either. I've also got another beer. Um, I had to work pretty late tonight and it's been a rough week for me. So I had my lovely wife, uh, pick up some beers for me. I told her, give me PBR cause that's a guaranteed win. And then if you see anything else that seems like Southern rednecks to you, pick that up for me. Okay. So she <laughs> got me some sweet grass American pale ale yeah. uh, by the Grand Teton brewery here, which I don't know how rednecky that is, but I, I enjoy the beer. So I'm happy with it. You said that weird either way, <laughs> whatever. Jake, all of us say everything weird. That's kind of the hook. No, you blew it, Mark. 
You can't Panama. tell him the hook. You Pan- botched it. Panama. Panama. Cut. It's the beginning of the month when this thing comes out, which means it's time for HRR, the Horror Release Roundup, where over at the website we'll toss you a full list of every movie that we could find uh, coming out in the horror world over the course of the next month. We'll throw you our thoughts for each of them, but here on the podcast, um, because this thing's fucking long enough already, we're just going to talk about our top one, our bottom one, and a Dark Horse pick. So, Mm -hmm. Mark, um, let's just jump right the fuck into this thing. Hit us with your top one for March of 2017. Okay, I had a really hard time picking my top one. This month is loaded with talent. Love it. Maybe you guys disagree. What are I you? Ho- wow, I very much disagree, so I'm excited about this. I thought almost every single one of them was great. I do have a new rule, which I'll get to when we talk about our bottom one. But aside from that rule... <laughs> new rule. <laughs> everything was, was actually pretty good. I, I'm going with one that I honestly think both of you guys... Might hate. I'm going with the Belko experiment. Oh, man. No. That's, so I'll just say it right now. That's my dark horse because that okay. looks fucking awesome. <laughs> Dude, John C. McGinley. I'll pick anything with that guy in it. Plus, I mean, there's a bunch of recognizable <laughs> faces in it. It's Blumhouse and it's basically... Uh, what's the Chinese movie? Japanese movie about the kids killing each other? Uh, Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Battle Royale. That the Hunger Games building. is that like a cl- copy of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. That looks awesome. Um, that's the one, it's like supposed to be an office building, right? And all of a sudden, all the doors and windows just like lock down and they're like, kill 30 of each other or everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. It looks so good. And for some reason, it's, it's an office building that's just chock full of weapons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that one. It looks like a ton of fun. Has Merle um, from The Walking Dead in it. Uh, it's it's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> it was all a clever setup. Yeah. Uh, Jake, how about you? What's your top one this, this month? So... Earlier today, I, I made mention in the chat we keep as we are pretending to do work but not actually doing work that I thought this month was pretty cut and dry. Um, and on that note, I completely agree with Mark. My top one is the Belco experiment as well. Oh, well, for pretty much, awesome. Yeah, for pretty much the same reasons. I think that while I'm not going to go as far as Mark did about the depth of talent this month has, this one stood out because of the way... The trailer, at least, seems to be balancing how intense and how fun it can be. And I fully expect it to maintain both of those. That's high expectations, I understand, because those are pretty (laughs) dissonant feelings. But uh, I am very hopeful. And it's a cool trailer. Looks like a good movie. Good actors in there. Um, Just one I'm excited to see. All right. Well, that's fair enough. I didn't pick that as my top one. I picked uh, a different movie. I picked Kong, colon, Skull Island yeah. as my top one. Yeah, for Based sure. entirely on the cast. The cast on this fucking movie it's is... stupid. ...fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it didn't have to go beyond John Goodman. I'll watch literally anything with John Goodman in it. It's fair. And this has another John I like very much, John C. Riley. So I it's love, got all the Johns. love John C. Riley. Yeah, how could you not? He's also, it's got all the Johns. It the, the cast is, even if neither of them were in there, you would say this has a fucking stacked cast. Yes. It's ridiculous. And yeah. so, if for no reason other than the cast, I'm, I'm it's going to be a movie worth watching. Yeah, it's one that I don't think anyone should miss. It's going to be 
a good monster movie uh where yeah, yeah. monster fits into the overall horror genre is definitely a good discussion that could be had at length i mean obviously I, I, this is not going to be a scary movie but it's going to be fucking entertaining i can tell you that much yeah i will tell you i'm worried about the consistency of king kong's size in this because oh dude yeah <laughs> in one scene he's like grabbing a helicopter so he's pretty big but then in one scene his handprint is the size of a fucking mountain so like i don't know he maybe it's like a least... donkey kong diddy kong type of situation there's actually two of them <laughs> One of them I don't know. Donkey Kong was not that much bigger than Diddy Kong. What you, Jesus Christ, then. I don't know. Baby Kong and Daisy Kong. Either way, he is substantially <laughs> larger than any other Kong we have seen <laughs> at this who point. Who is the Uncle Kong who could, like, blow grapes out of a blowgun? Oh, Uncle God. I'm talking about Donkey Kong Land 64 or Donkey Kong 64. Was that Cool Kong? It was. I think it was a K for sure. It might have been cool. It, it might have been Crazy Kong. I don't know. There's also Grumpy Kong. <laughs> Sleepy Kong, maybe? <laughs> this is the alternate script for Kong Skull Island. <laughs> You're just tuning in. This is Jack and Mark List Donkey Kong characters cast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, so I picked uh, Kong Skull Island as Great. my top one. Uh, let's move on before we talk more about Donkey Kong. Mark, what's your bottom one? Okay. This was a much... I mean, there's still some, some competition in this category... I ended up going with Peelers. Um, it actually could be an interesting movie. The trailer was all of 45 seconds long, which I appreciated immensely. It just seems yep. like these movies that intentionally try and be like, in your face, attitude, funny kind of horror, never fucking work. They just don't. Yeah. Especially yeah, no, for at, sure. at the relatively low level of budget that this one's dealing with. Like... You need really good script and really good actors to pull that shit off. And I don't know, for something that's pretty light on those two options, uh, it's probably not going to come together very well. This does look closer to the trauma films side of things um, than anything else. Um, so it doesn't look that good. That said, some of the like well kills and blood and guts and all that shit look pretty fun. Um, I was, yeah, but then there's... Mark, you said it right. It's a 45-second trailer. I think a full two seconds of the trailer is just farting. So that's concerning. Yeah, it's like uh, fart laughing, too. It's, it's not just normal farting. It's it's fart laughing into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know. Are you done? Yes. Okay. I don't know if I can fully agree with, like, the budgetary concern. I haven't seen this movie, so it's hard for me to make an argument defending it. But I think that one that is recent that comes to mind when I look at this trailer that apparently did a really good job is the Greasy Strangler. Yeah. Okay. This seems to be in a similar vein as that. So while I'm not extremely interested, that's just not my cup of tea. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the worst thing I've ever seen either. Sure. And I'm happy that just from a trailer standpoint alone, I'm happy that it didn't try to give us more than it did. That would have been pretty yeah. excessive. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm still a little on the fence on it, too. Um, but I understand why you picked it, Mark, for sure. Yeah. Um, not, no so. qualms. Yeah. Jake, you, bottom one. Go. Uh, actually, Mark, you said you had a new rule for bottom one this month. Oh, what is oh, the new rule? Oh, good point. I am How starting dare to dare you have, defy me? 
I am starting to have. I am starting to. Jesus. Okay, here we go. He's already started. <laughs> this He's PBR is really hitting me. Uh, I am starting to have like a deep Pavlovian response to the uncorked entertainment sh- card that happens at the beginning yeah. of the trailers. I'm just. Yeah. It was like two thirds of the trailers this month. I'm just. It was. Well, there were at least two of the like twenty, but. I'm just not. They put out two That's or three two-thirds. movies every single month, and they always are terrible. I'm just. I'm. I'm done with them. They're the bottom so ones always. I don't care. I'm not talking. You're about not allowed them. to. You're not letting yourself pick an uncorked entertainment as your bottom one. Correct. Fair enough. I say um, that now. Are we sure the one you picked wasn't uncorked entertainment? Yes, I checked. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I say that now. In a month or so, they'll put out something that's just so unfathomably terrible that I, I won't be able to not talk about it. But for now, that's my rule, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> All right. Great. Jake, how about you? Now on to me. Um, what I picked is also not from the uncorked entertainment uh, ilk. I picked Holy Terror. <laughs> and you went with the low-hanging fruit this this month on the yeah well the yeah so again i i try not to pick on the ones that are like clearly not quite of the same standard as some of the others however same reason wow. as last month with my bottom one this one is just an insultingly put together trailer uh it also like last month had sequences where actors were either at the very like at the very start of a scene like you could see a fraction of a second where they hadn't quite started acting yet so it should have been on the cutting room floor especially of a trailer uh you had scenes where actors were like creating their own effects by like wriggling around it's just brutal <laughs> i can't um, fucking handle it. it i don't i don't know why it exists and i'm it's insulted. certainly a defensible pick for bottom one and all that shit pissed me off. But you know what pissed me off about this trailer more than anything else? That stupid goddamn motherfucking old-timey phone the yep. medium uses to talk to the dead. <laughs> Good. It wasn't enough that you made a stupid, shitty movie. You had to make it outrageously pretentious, too. Fuck you. You gotta God, have a prop, fuck man. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. So that's mine, Jack. Oh, fuck. Well, I also didn't pick an uncorked entertainment. Yeah, look at us, guys. Month. Professional I know, operation. we're pretty great. I actually picked... What might be one of the higher budget movies uh, okay. coming out this month? I picked The Institute. Okay. Which is the uh, James Franco and other actors one. James I, Franco's I, all I need to know. I'm having a hard time pinpointing what it is about this movie that looks fucking terrible to me. Part of it is certainly that it, it might looks just like be James Franco. <laughs> a period. That's a big part of it. Part of it is that it's a it's a period piece, but it looks like in costume only. And maybe half accents. Um, <laughs> but James Franco's performance, I can't, I Whoa. couldn't even Whoa. get through it. Whoa. What? He, he wears no less, in the trailer alone, Jack, no <laughs> less than three bow ties that are at least semi-chub worthy. Well, different things excite us, but that's that's fair. That's, They're you know. outstanding. You We're learning more and more about Jake by the day. <laughs> it's I I've liked James Franco in things before. I don't understand why this looks he it's un I couldn't I could barely make it through this fucking trailer. It looks so terrible. You didn't like his mustache either? I didn't like his mustache either, no. Mm, damn. 
hard. If, oh, you, had, if you had to choose a mustache mistake. between his mustache and Sidney Crosby's mustache, which mustache would you choose? Sidney Crosby's Bull all day long. Shit, Ooh, that is that That's is objectively deep. inaccurate. <laughs> Plus, I'm still not sure where we landed with regards to James Franco being a pervert or not. I can't remember if he's a creep or if that was performance art. Does it matter at that point? No, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was an easy. But I, there you go. That's an easy resolution. That's that. where we landed. Holy fuck! <laughs> so that's my bottom one. It looks like horse shit, and I will not be watching. Okay. Good. Which takes us to Dark Horse. Yep. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I thought we were going to go into the review. Okay, well we'll, <laughs> well do you last, so you can figure out what your dark horse is. Well, that's no, what I, I know doing. what my dark horse is. It's the Belco experiment. I already said it. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh yeah, you did already <laughs> I've say been it. listening. So, Mark. so Mark, what's your dark horse? <laughs> um, well, it's it's the it's the found footage one. Uh, capture kill release. <laughs> this was this had a limited release in 2016. We're including it now because it's getting a video on demand release in in March. Uh, I'm pretty excited for this one, actually. It looks really good. I mean, it, it, frankly, it looks a bit like a couple decides to play an episode of Dexter out in real life, but I don't know. The acting in the trailer looked pretty good. It's found footage, so automatic bonus, like six points. And, um, uh, it's been pretty well, it's been pretty well acclaimed by people who have seen it. So I got, I, I have a question for you based on this trailer. Yes. What is prom night for murder? I don't, I is don't it, know. Is it wanting to skip the murder to go to your buddy's shed to watch him play Zelda, but instead you end up going to the murder because it's weird and a girl asked you to and you didn't really want to be there? You just wanted to watch your buddy play Zelda in his shed? That's what I take from it. Yes. That is... That's what everyone's prom night was like, right? <laughs> That's exactly what it meant. Yeah. Good times. Right. Good times in high school. <laughs> Jake, how about you? What's your dark horse? Um, I struggled to pick one. It was a close race, you could say. Okay. What I ultimately went with was the Devil's Candy. Devil's really? Candy? Okay. Not the Devil in the Dark. I thought you were going to go with the Devil in the Dark. I that also was, was it, expecting Devil in the Dark. That's what it was between, actually. So okay. there's the nod to Devil in the Dark. Um, no, I went with Devil's Candy, and it's a bit of a cop-out for me because I have heard really good things about the movie. So I'm just like waiting for it so i can go ahead and sink my teeth into it but it looks intense and in the spirit of metal which i think is a great thing for a movie to do um (laughs) i liked deathgasm a lot this has a very much more serious tone and sincere tone than that obviously and that seems kind of cool to me and i'm i i am intrigued that's all i can say but i don't quite know how it'll pan out I gotta say, nice. I gotta say, the trailer editing in that where you just have like the guy playing the bass, and it's just in the background music, and you're like, okay, that's normal music or whatever, and then it flashes to the guy who's actually like the character in the movie just shredding his bass. That is yeah. a great edit in the trailer. That's how you should For make sure. that shit. For sure. So <laughs> I have a backup dark horse because because I already spewed my. I'm really hoping great. it's it's exactly what I also wanted to still talk about. Lavender. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> that does also lavender as much. Yeah, it just thing looks beautifully shot. Number one, those shots in the cornfield look incredible. Um, number two, I just want to know what the fuck's going on in this movie. It's intriguing as hell. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it's going to be your kind of straightforward childhood drama that you escape from, but you're 
yes. marred by, and then something, a demon from your past awakens and you're pulled back into it. I yeah, very I standard. Really that subgenre. Of, yeah. That old trope. <laughs> exactly. Plus trees and houses. Yep. <laughs> Both are in there. So, uh, Mark, what else did you want to mention? What was the okay. one you want to talk about? I am just so impressed that we have yet to talk about this. There's a movie that is coming out on the medium of Dolph Lundgren punching the movie directly into your eyeballs. Oh, shit. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Don't yeah. kill it. Dolph Lundgren as a demon hunter. There's a yeah. 0% chance all three of us aren't going to watch this movie, and there's an even lower chance that all three of us aren't going to love it. Yeah, that's it's, true. It looks awesome. <laughs> yes. The, yeah. The uh, the eye effects are kind of doofy looking, but I don't even give a shit. Whatever. It's Dolph oh, Lundgren. Yeah. Flying I fuck, don't fucking care. Dolph Lundgren is going to punch and net gun the shit out of these demons. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the height of technology that, that demon hunting has gotten to is a net gun. <laughs> that's all you need when you're Dolph Lundgren, man. He's an old school demon hunter. I mean, I guess yeah. you can't kill the thing. It was, yeah, it's an effective way of not killing it. Yeah. Why reinvent Truth. the wheel, Mark? Right there in the title, guy. Stick to your guns. <laughs> just shoot, just shoot <laughs> rubber bullets and nets at people all day. That's the lesson to be learned here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> right, actually we, really excited. Can for we that one. can we get to the feature presentation, please? Let's do it. Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2010's Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Uh, we'll get into talking about the meat of that thing pretty soon, but first, we've got to figure out what in the fuck subgenre the movie fits into. Now, Mark, this was your pick, so you're going to hit us with the first uh, subgenre of horror that this fits the fuck into. Yeah, and this actually ties into the reason I picked this in our idiotic game of horror telephone from Dr. Fibes. Both of those, yeah. both of these are comedies. That's pretty straightforward. This is a really goddamn funny movie. Yeah. True. So you pick comedy. Comedy. What a yes. convoluted Har- way of picking it. Hard to argue with, though. It is impossible. Um, yeah. Jake, you, subgenre, um, horror, go. It gets pretty hard after comedy, doesn't it? Eh. I'm going to go one more. I'm going to go with easy one. Uh, I'm going to go with splatter. Yep, that's the other easy one. Yeah. Okay. Fairly I mean, a gory guy- movie. Dives headfirst into a wood chipper. So good. <laughs> so good. And they just started so. killing themselves. <laughs> yeah. Jack. Uh, and Uh-oh. then now now we're on to where Uh-oh. it gets pretty tough. Yeah. Um, I think there's, there's still two that you there's can a, do. There's a couple that I can argue for. One, I'm going to go with Home Invasion, which is tenuous at best, but yep. I think some of the pieces are there. Right? There's a big chunk of this movie where they're defending the cabin from people trying to invade it. And there's things of them being in the background and, and doing shit and all that kind of stuff. So it's got some of the elements thereof. I'm happy you tried to squeeze it in. Not granted, but at least you explained it. That's Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice and quiet, Mark. You Give us another fucking one. <laughs> okay, this is... Kind of a... This is a slasher in the sense that this is an anti-slasher. That was the other one I was going to try to come up with. Right. Sure. They're, they're using the tropes of the slasher hillbillies in the woods attacking the young kids to basically force the kids to, like, kill themselves around these hillbillies on accident. I mean, that's the whole <laughs> conceit of the movie. So, it's not a slasher in the sense that it's, like, not an individual masked person who's hunting people down, but it is a slasher in the sense that the people in the movie think it's a slasher. Yeah. 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 
No, I, I, I buy that. That's the other one I was going to try to advocate for. Okay. So, yeah. Jake, you got anything else? People being fucked with in the woods? That was the other one I was going to bring up, yeah. <laughs> Not really, though. Everyone is getting fucked with in the woods in this movie. Literally everyone. First off, I think a people being fucked with in the woods movie requires backpacking or camping and not a cabin. So that eliminates Tucker and Dale from it. And it's true that they are camping. Uh, No, I understand what he's saying. It certainly helps. It was a squeeze. I think you can get a rundown cabin counts as people being fucked with in the woods. I I disagree with that, but I do appreciate Jake's effort. The kids were camping. The kids were camping. They were fucked with in the woods. They sure were. Mark is slurping PBR out of a straw, and I'm just going to go on to the oh, meat of the review because I don't have any other subgenres. It's God. all foam at the bottom when you slurp it with a straw, just for the record. That's how that works. That's how physics happens. That's what she said. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah, what? <laughs> Me either. Get out of here. Get out. Jesus Christ. You can imagine, right. though. Mark, this was your pick, which means you motherfucker have 30 seconds to summarize the plot of this goddamn thing um 30 seconds will be on the clock in a <coughs> once okay okay you know. he pulls it up <laughs> it will be on the clock it's not on the clock right now but it will be it is and it starts when you start tucker and dale are best friends they just bought a, uh, a cabin in the woods together. They're going up there to renovate it. They run into these, like, smoking hot teenagers, your typical, like, slasher fodder. Uh, once they both get up there, the two parties kind of clash in the woods, and everyone's afraid of everyone else. The Tucker and Dale end up falling... Well, Tucker ends up falling in love with this chick from the party. They save her after she falls in the lake and almost drowns. Uh, everyone else thinks that they killed her, and as a result, they all try and attack each other, and basically, the teens end up killing themselves in comedic ways, turning it into an anti-slasher. Turns out, one of the main... Was actually an evil dude. That basically covers it. (laughs) I got in the weeds. I got straight in. I'm glad I'm not the only one who's done a shitty job on one of these now. (laughs) I gotta tell you, I completely forgot about the segment and was not even remotely prepared. Yeah. (laughs) And the the only fact check situation for this week's rundown is it is Dale that falls in love, not Tucker. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So yeah, yeah, it's a hard movie to review, Mark. To put a cap on it, uh, turns out the main douchey teenager guy was actually, like, the son of an evil hillbilly, and he's trying to kill everyone. So it goes from being an anti-slasher to him actually being, like, a slasher villain at the end. The the end. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, the son of an evil hillbilly. Did you say that? Yeah, that's actually verbatim what I said. <laughs> Well, you, I wasn't listening all that What do you think hard. is going Spore on right all. now? <laughs> so, he doesn't, he doesn't even get us, man. <laughs> God damn it. Um, now, Mark, the way our round robin, that's not the right term, but whatever, horror uh, movie draft worked was you had to select a movie from the starting point of the Abominable Dr. Fives. Yeah. That's it. You could go anywhere you wanted, You had, to, but it had to be connected. <laughs> yeah. And you went here, so I'd <laughs> like you to explain yourself. They're both comedies. He would that like was basically to all to I had. Explain yourself. I not really good. Yeah, in your defense, you didn't know anything about Fibes. Exactly. Yeah. So looking at Fibes, I could either go. I I didn't want to like shoehorn in the Brady Bunch movie, uh, which as we've talked about, on <laughs> scary this as that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a tiki. It's creepy. Um, it's. I didn't really know. I didn't have off the top of my head any other Vincent Price movies I wanted to watch. 
It was a comedy, and frankly, I've been trying to the get you tickler, guys to watch man. this movie for a long time. I so. genuinely don't know why I haven't watched this movie. I, I know, actually right? Don't. It's this is another weird blind spot on my horror. Yeah, I'm this exact same as Jack. But so, it's kind yeah. of it makes for an interesting review because I think this is one of the few times that two of us have not seen a movie. Okay, so that segues <laughs> into my question, which was: I've seen this movie five or six times now because I just put it Christ on all the time. Almighty. I fucking love this movie. Good uh, evidence. Well, you guys, neither of you guys had seen this. What was your experience? Had not seen it. Honestly, hadn't heard that much about, I knew it was a horror comedy starring Alan Tudyk. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I knew too. And I like Alan Tudyk and everything I've ever seen him in. So again, I don't know why I haven't seen it. I just haven't. It's craziness. I I don't understand. And now that I've watched it, the other dude whose actor's name I do not know, he's also great. I like him in most of the things he's in. Yeah. Tyler Levine. He had a show. Tyler LeWhat? Labine. Yeah. Fair enough. He had a show on Hulu where he played a medium for a while, I think. It was horror adjacent. Okay. I couldn't comment on that. But yeah, the funny <laughs> thing about this is, like, it's been available on Netflix, free to instant stream, for, like... Which is crazy, because I've watched some horse shit on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, and it's been available, like, basically since it came out. It has been on here since I was in college. Like... I am shocked that it has not been ripped, because... They pull shit down all the fucking time from instant stream. I mean, yeah. I wonder if this was one of the original like contract negotiations of Netflix before it was so huge that people had to like build in escape clauses. So it's just on there <laughs> now. Well, it's a boon. Yeah. It's a boon for Netflix because it's a pretty good one to have in their library for oh, sure. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, Mark, how would you rate your uh, connectivity here? Uh, perfect ten. Ten out of ten. What would you rate it? My God, you're bad at this. <laughs> Thank God you didn't Eight. ask him about time. <laughs> <laughs> what year do you think this movie took place in, Mark? Yeah. 1982. Everything came out in 1982. 84. Um, 84, actually. <laughs> I would rate you, I'd give you the, the like four points you get for having it be a part of the same subgenre and nothing beyond that. <laughs> okay, Whoa. that's fair. So you gave him a four? Yeah, I think it's a generous four. Wow. Okay. What'd you give him? Gave him a six. What'd you give him a six for? Um. Well, I think that two main things. Both of these <laughs> movies a, are... a stupid ho- fucking exercise. You're a stupid <laughs> exercise. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you lost your shit. Scarecrow him, please. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Is that real? Is that real life? Packing character. Oh my god. Oh my god. This <laughs> no. Why did you say okay? Scarecrow again. So I gave Mark a six because A, it is a horror comedy, so points there. I'll give him three points for that. And Mark and <laughs> I can't look at him. I know me either. <laughs> He's still laughing. He's taken off clothes. I'm and just he's gonna still start laughing. speaking over him, laughing, listener. I think that's a and good idea. I gave him three points for the sheer like body count factor that both these movies ended up having. Because it could very easily be a horror movie where it's funny, but there isn't that sort of not slasher, but certain slasher quality. If you get what I mean. Yeah, body I think count. you'll find it's objectively a four on the connectivity scale. I so. think you'll find fuck you. <laughs> I find that often. Yeah. It's a calibrated scale. It's traceable to NIST. Great. So we can move on up. now, Mark. Thanks for participating. 
You're welcome. Let's start it's talking about this assist. goddamn movie. Now that Jesus. Mark is shirtless. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you ever laugh so hard you start sweating? <laughs> Mark, I feel like you were sweating before you started laughing. <laughs> well, sweating more, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Now we got to somehow transition to talking about this goddamn movie. Who's Who's got something to say about this movie? Well, I think that a good place, like, Jack, you and I had never seen it, so we talked about a little bit about, like, how in the fuck was that a blind spot for us, but I think what we can talk about is our opinions at just as a whole, high-level view as first-time listeners versus Mark, who has seen this several times. Yeah. Um, fucking delightful. I enjoyed the hell out of it. High-level view. How about you, Jake? Yeah, better than I expected. And I, ah. expe- I expected it to be pretty good um, because it, it was it was it lived in a weird spot for me, you guys, where I knew that I wanted <laughs> it's to a see hard it, movie to review. And I never fucking wanted to pull the trigger. I it, maybe it just had something to do with like the way Netflix shows you its shit, like the cards it uses. I don't know, man. I knew I kind of wanted to see it. I'd heard rave reviews from Mark. And I yeah, I've recommended this thing to you trigger. guys like oh seven or many eight times. times. Yeah. Yeah, you're well, right. I was for, just for never me, in the mood. It came out around the same time as Cabin in the Woods and had that same kind of like 10,000 foot view vibe to me. Well, and, and actually, I love Cabin in the Woods. That's the thing I was going to bring up is these movies are very similar. I love both Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. They actually start essentially the same way with teenagers running into creepy hillbillies in a gas station. Well, yeah. Cabin in the Woods starts in the office. It's a little but different, I, I get your but, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, um, there's, and yeah. right off the bat, there's so much fucking heart in this movie, right? Because you sure. get the dickhead college students with the like prime frat boy. Oh, the and pop then color? so good. Yeah, like Tucker and Dale driving up in their beat up old pickup truck, just like slack jawed and chewing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then they're talking at the gas station, and like all all Dale wants is to talk to a girl. He just wants to find love. Yeah, man. That's all any guy wants. And he goes up and tries to talk to Katrina Bowden and can't do it. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do that either, in fairness. No one could. She is a fucking smoke show. How could you do that? It's crazy. That's Okay, cat's out of the bag. That's about all I could focus on the whole goddamn movie. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Just just wow. I've only ever seen her in two things, this and 30 Rock. Um, But, you know, I think she does a good job. Sure. Okay, so her versus Naomi Watts. Different. It's different. It's different. Way Naomi different. Watts is cute as a goddamn button. She is smoke just show. smoking hot. Yeah. Fair enough. Real smoke show. Yeah. Okay. I how do dare like you in this the two. in this opening scene. I really like how that was very sexist of you, Mark. Fuck you, Mark. Is there anything? <laughs> God damn it! You're throwing me off my stride, and I do not like it. I don't appreciate my Broke stride. Broke his stride. Broken. Fuck. <laughs> One thing I love in this opening sequence is how they put context behind, like, an utterly creepy behavior from a weird hillbilly. He walks up with a scythe in his hand. Totally. Because he just happened to have it. (laughs) Yeah, because he was just holding it. Oh. Oh. Did we mention we're going to spoil this movie already? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Plenty of times. Continue. We're we're going to continuously spoil this movie. I already (laughs) provided a 30-second plot synopsis. It was bad. Yeah, but I it's did a little it. late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jake. Jesus. I just wanted to make sure we mentioned it at some point in the episode. I don't listen to you, Jack. 
<laughs> so Tucker tells Dale to, like, you know, girls like it when you show some confidence and laugh when they say stuff. Whatever. So he walks up and he's like, you guys going camping? <laughs> and he's holding the scythe. <laughs> I mean, we've seen that. We've seen that in movies like Wrong Turn and shit before. They talk about it. I've seen you do shit like that. <laughs> I did used to own a pair of overalls till my wife threw them away. Oh, those are gone? Yeah. Oh. It's horse- well, I know what it. we're looking at. <laughs> I know what we're looking for at the secondhand shop. <laughs> mm. But, like, there is a fucking lot of heart in this movie right off the goddamn bat. Because you like, for the most part, in these early sections, before Frat Boy Prime is the biggest asshole who's ever lived. Yeah. He's not that bad and you you like the college kids because that's kind of relatable you like tucker and dale because they're very relatable certainly i mean none of them have any character which is typical for a movie like this aside yeah. from ali katrina about ba- katrina bowden i'm assuming yes, by yeah. them you mean the college students right correct Cor- but they're Cause tucker, tucker dale and dale watch. have a tremendous amount of character building yeah. but yes yeah she is the only one that even like remote other than frat boy prime but i digress <laughs> so they spent like Dale and Tucker spent like all of their money on this house. I guess it was just Tucker vacation but... house. Yeah, Tell a vacation, her you have a vacation house. house. That's this rundown shitty cabin and cabin where like a bunch of murders happened thirty years ago mm-hmm. or something. I guess it was like eighteen years ago. Um, <laughs> and they're just going up there to fix it up. Yeah, and that's like the backdrop for this whole thing. Is they're just driving up there with their in their coveralls. I mean, I think isn't there like a throwaway line in the middle there that they're like they work in an office or something. Like, they're not even hillbillies. I didn't hear that. Maybe I'm making that up, but... I I just might have missed it, but they also aren't wearing coveralls. They're wearing, like, overalls. Like, that. that's not... Okay. You wouldn't... You can buy coveralls to do work like that. Wow. Sure. This is the analysis our, our <laughs> listening public demands. They're wearing overalls. Yeah. Sorry. Official corrections. Hey, there's a difference, Mark. There is. Overalls are, are dope. Yes. Well, I, I I just derailed us entirely, huh? Yeah, yeah that was yeah, that did. was your fault. So yeah, they face off at the gas station. Tucker and Dale go back in, get a six pound bag of pickled eggs or whatever, and they head to their vacation home. It's it's run down, whatever. They spend all their money on it, uh, and they do what any pair of bros would do at a new vacation house. Instead of fixing it up, they get a bunch of beers and they go fishing. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. That's realistic. That's relatable. And at this part of the movie, they're drinking Miller Lights, right? It's, like, pretty... I mean, it's not Miller Light. It's a name I couldn't read, though I, I was, did stop I was a few not, times. I was not fixated on it. I can tell you that much. It, it was the Miller Light like, can, color, and style, but it wasn't Miller Light. What's Jeff? weird about that, though, is it went from that to, like... Full-on product placement PBR. Like, beautiful, like, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not Glamour really sure what led P- them to change PBR cans. like that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, just use it throughout. Well, maybe, it. Maybe, they, they, maybe they got the rights, like, halfway through shooting. <laughs> That's how that works. That's asinine. You never know. <laughs> but as Jesus they're fishing, Christ. this... this uh... So, yeah, the hillbillies cross paths with the college kids again, right? Because they're fishing on the lake at which the call of college kids have chosen to camp yeah well i mean they're going like skinny dipping or whatever right i mean that would be correct mark yeah and then uh (laughs) this one chick the the one who we all like uh allison i guess her name is (laughs) 
stumbles in from the side after being like assaulted oh by God. main chick or by the main guy. Knocks herself out. Mark, what is happening to you? I'm really bad at this. You're just. I was like, I want to avoid plot summary, and you're saying just plot summary the whole fucking. You're just doing a Wikipedia of the movie. <laughs> Only way more in depth. Scarecrow again. Scarecrow again. Okay. The whole thing well, Jesus Scarecrow. Christ, you guys take it then. Take us to where you we want. Just, to go. All right, I will. We I just will. have to I talk will. about what we want to talk about. I will. Rather than fucking plot summary. I just want to talk about Katrina Bowden stripping. That's awesome. That's oh all that God. matters. I'm, I'm getting us there. I'm Thank getting us there. God. I'm just not gonna talk. <laughs> so, Mark, you brought us to the part where they're fishing, and. Here is where you really start to get a feel for Dale's character as, like, a super shy, really awkward dude because they're, like, on this lake and they can see Katrina Bowden on top of a rock in the distance and she starts stripping and Tucker is understandably like, hello, and his eyes bug out of his head like a cartoon wolf. Mm -hmm. But Dale's, like, Mm -hmm. covering his eyes because he's a nice dude and shy and... And it's morally incorrect to peeping Tom her. Exactly. What an asshole. (laughs) Tucker or Dale? Uh, Dale. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. What a chump. <laughs> so then they... The, <laughs> her Them rescuing her is kind of weird, right? Because she, Why? like, knocks herself out and passes out into the water. Sure. Gotta and dive in. I don't understand why they didn't bring her to the shore her friends were at instead of going the other way. Because they ran away. But, right, but Why? Like, it's so much, it makes so much more sense for them to, even if they think the friends are hostile to them at this point, be like, no, I understand you you think we're hillbillies and dickheads, but your friend knocked herself out on a rock, here she is. So, but your that's approach in this say. situation is, it, it's not that they think, it's not that Dale and Tucker think that the college kids are hostile. Oh, right, right. they ran away. They ran, yeah, the, the college ones. kids run away. Mark, so, that was an ambiguous pronoun, you motherfucker. So, your your approach in this situation is take the unconscious girl and leave her on the banks of a lake? No. Yes? What but is your approach? <laughs> they didn't drive away, that's where their camp was. Did they drive away? I don't they, think they drove they away at that away, point. They didn't drive away, but they ran into the woods. They didn't send the guy off to... They're, they're, it's not like their camp is, like, right there. They can't see the camp. It's pretty goddamn close. This the is... lake is visible from their camp. They don't know that, this... and it's also nighttime. Look, I'm not going... Oh, if there's a young woman <laughs> who knocked herself out and is drowning, I'm not bringing her further away from the entire group of people okay. with which she came. They weren't doing that until the kids ran away. Important distinction to make. They were like, hey, we have your friend, and phrasing right kids <laughs> run away because of that because of the story they just heard from oh right they Prime. Do say, we have your friend yeah they and at that, that point they're like why are they running away well fuck they don't know where they're going and they're not gonna like chase after them and this girl's passed out so they probably want to like give her some medical attention all right so take fine, her back I to the cabin it, it made perfect sense i see god and i mean you know <laughs> katrina bowden's in your cabin that's not all bad yeah not at all yeah. Also, Dale, a very good cook. Seems he was like, able yeah. to make both <clears throat> pancakes <throat> and eggs and bacon in very short order. Yes, he was able to make both pancakes and eggs and bacon. Both. <laughs> both of those things. <laughs> both pancakes. What's his dog's names? Like Shankers? <laughs> I, I love know. his dog. I his big, remember. stupid, jowly dog with a dead eye. <laughs> 
That basically, <laughs> speaking of dead, dog. that basically takes us to the first kill, right? Thank you. Thank God. That's all there is to talk about in this fucking thing. <laughs> Which was the first one? The wood chipper? Or no, the- no, 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 no. It's the chainsaw. So the one kid draws the short straw to like try and go into the cabin oh. and get her back. And as he's yeah. approaching, Alan took chainsaws through a beehive uh, to clear some wood from the lawn or whatever. Goes nuts because the bees are doing it. And he does. He goes like full leather face. And he's like chasing him through the woods like ballerina-ing with a, with a chainsaw over his head. And they just think he's a crazy hillbilly with a chainsaw. Yeah, which is appropriate. Can we talk for a second about what the fuck Alan Tudyk is doing throughout this whole movie? Here, he's up chainsawing lumber, I think to make a pile that he can wood chip later? Like, I think he's just taking these small logs and placing them in a neat cord near the wood chipper so that he can later toss them into the wood chipper. What the fuck is he doing? He needs mulch, man. The first thing to do when you get a decrepit old cabin is to build up the gardens. Yeah. Well, he's a green thumb, Jack. God damn it. Ugh. Kid gets impaled. Yeah. yeah. And then it's so, on. Well, let's, point, let's give a little on. bit of context on that one. No. As they're no. running through the woods, the kid just blindly impales himself on a stump. Context yeah. is rarely necessary. Rarely. Okay. Forget all the context I just provided. Let's keep moving. <laughs> Listener, you have been you have been instructed to strike it from the record. <laughs> so then the next one is we get the them they have the gun and Dale has the <laughs> that sentence the made no sense nail Jack. gun right who is they and what is the gun the teenagers have the gun <laughs> the pistol and Dale has a nail gun are you fucking yes. kidding me <laughs> I think I did that pretty well I think you just blew right past. A lot. <laughs> I am having trouble remembering the sequence. Did of you watch the movie <laughs> again? Clearly, for like the third week in a row. I watched Katrina. No, last week it was Mark or something. Oh my god! So in between what we just talked about and what you're talking about, Jack, there was the sequence of them digging the shitter hole, and then the kids try to attack them Two with more various yeah, like handheld deaths. objects. That's where yeah. the wood chipper death came in. The best one in the movie. It's also where you get kind of the only character development for Katrina Bowden. Like, Grew up on a farm. Of, yeah, badass. I'm a badass. I can dig holes, too. I'm Psychology self-reliant major. and not like these other college students. It's, look, that's, like, it's, that's like the first bullet point on my badass resume. I can dig holes. I came from hey, a farm. If I met a woman who looked like Katrina Bowden and wanted to dig a hole with me, I mean, that's the dream right there. Right? Is that a euphemism of some kind? Nope. Okay. Just checking. Digging holes. You didn't spend a significant amount of your childhood digging holes? To China? Yeah, in my sandbox. Not sandbox holes. Like, holes you get fucking grounded for because your mom comes home and you dug a four-foot hole in the backyard. (laughs) All Uh, I wanted to do was dig holes, like, a lot of the time. We did build a gigantic water slide down, like, the foothills into a hole that we dug out that was probably about five or six feet deep. Not for a purpose, Mark. Are you, you have you got no fucking heart. You just dig holes to dig holes, man. I okay. No, if that's the qualification, no. I've never dug a hole in my life. Using the definition of digging a hole as digging a hole for absolutely no fucking purpose. The purpose is to dig a hole, Mark. That's the whole end game. Except that's not even what these guys are doing. They're digging a shitter hole. Yeah, I didn't say that's what they were doing. <laughs> 
So what are we talking about? Oh my god. Uh, I, I lost track of this conversation a little bit. <laughs> I gotta admit, this one got Par away from Par for the course me. there, hey bud? <laughs> we, have another, we have another death by impaling, which I found a little bit puzzling, especially because the first two deaths in the movie are both via impalement. It didn't make sense to me. I figured it, they could do something a little more creative there. That was That's also, one of my qualms, I would say. The physics of it were a little bit... Wonky, I don't care right? about the physics. Look, the physics, of this the, one, the physics of this one are better than the physics of the last one, which, as you will remember, listener, you have been told to strike from the record all contexts, so we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> but, but I do like that simultaneously, the kid attacking Dale, like Dale knocks Katrina Bowden out with a shovel, accidentally, Yep. and the kid attacking him gets impaled, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Simultaneously, Alan Tudyk is just throwing logs into a wood chipper, and like, while his back's turned, a kid tries to dive on him and jumps headfirst into the wood chipper. It's yeah. like straight That's out a of, great it's, scene. It's straight out of the scene in Remember the Titans, when he's like, let the guy go, and then he, and then he ducks, and the guy like, he hip checks him, like over the top. That's gotta be a penalty, man. On the quarterback? Are you kidding? Hell yeah, Nick Foles. Exactly. (laughs) Wasn't Sunshine? That was Sunshine, right? That was Sunshine, that's what I said. Okay, I got it right this week. This is the second week in a row we've referenced Remember the Titans, I think. We should do that every fucking week. That movie's amazing. I didn't like two straight deaths via impalement. I agree with you, actually. They could have thrown the wood chipper one in the middle with no difference. They could have broken it up with the wood chipper death. Yeah, they could have, have just, exactly they could have the just sequenced well, those shots a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those deaths are happening simultaneously, realistically. I think, it, I think right. the wood chipper is more of the crescendo there. Like, they're building up to that and their little peak of action. Uh, sure. I think it could have been a little bit more strangely paced if they'd went the other way. But just fucking pick anything. Do something, like, have him, like, fall also, or do something with the shovel, like, where it decapitates him, anything. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It, it does seem like after these first... Uh, it, it does seem like the writing staff kind of ran out of ideas on how to make people accidentally kill themselves. Because right. the rest it's of the deaths... kind of tough. Aren't, uh, actually, the death of the, the next <laughs> one that happens, the sheriff guy, that one's pretty good. But aside from that... That's great. There's not a lot of extra... There's not much else in the in the death category in this one. Yeah, I really didn't know where this movie was going to go at this point. Because, like... Tucker and Dale don't want to call the cops because, as Tucker points out, what are we going to do? Just call them and say, like, oh, a bunch of teenagers showed up and just started fucking killing themselves all around our house. <laughs> it's a suicide cult, Tucker. <laughs> yeah. And then, so the, but the teenagers do call the cops and he shows up and they give that a shot, right? Which is, I think, my favorite scene in the movie. Because how awesome Alan Tudyk is when the officer shows up and sees, like, all the corpses and everything happening. And then Alan Tudyk kind of, like, looks at Dale and then he's like, all these teenagers showed up and just started killing themselves, officer. (laughs) It's so fucking good. Oh, yeah. So they they take him inside and a pillar collapses and runs a bunch of nails through his skull, essentially. All the way through his skull. Straight up, straight through that skull. And he stumbles yeah. back outside just in time to, like, let the teenagers out or whatever. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, you've got Tucker and Dale, who think they're the good guys, and all the teenagers who think they're the good guys. And you know Frat Boy Prime at this point is, like, a little bit rapey, but you don't know he's the colossal dickhead he is, right? You're just he, getting he, You have full. an inkling. 
Yeah, you're getting yeah. You're, you're just getting to like full understanding at this point. Right. Because now <laughs> he's like it's this is a, like a once in a lifetime opportunity <laughs> to like kill some people. Yeah, no rules. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Uh, there are no yeah. rules. Yeah, Jesus. Um, I mean, I really just want to talk about the deaths at this point. That's fair. There is a scene in here I want to talk about. When Tucker yeah. and Dale try to run away at one point in the truck, like they all pile into the truck. Yep. That's an automatic truck. It's pretty hard to flood an automatic engine. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. You can do it. What if you're... It's also you're not wearing... in the best of order. That truck's, like, not a spring chicken. But that that's not going to contribute to the flooding of it. You never know. What if they're wearing you know a little coveralls? Bit. Would that help? If they'd been wearing coveralls, Mark, it's a different story. Okay. But they were wearing overalls, so oh. it's hard to flood an automatic engine. Yeah, see, I didn't pick up on that Look, detail, you can so. do it. I've done it. But <laughs> <laughs> It's hard, but I've definitely done it. I'm really bad at driving. I'm not great. Okay. <laughs> Jack just... Did this whole movie just make you want to listen to John Denver a lot? No, not even a little bit, actually. Throughout a lot of the scenes, I wanted to listen to Take Me Home. Yeah, I mean, it does happen Country in Western I don't know what yeah. that song's called. What is that Country song called? Country Roads. Thank you. Holy Everyone shit. Everyone knew what you were talking about. Mountain Mama. I wanted to listen to Mountain Mama by John Denver. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Sunshine of my love, fucking John Denver. <laughs> Unfucking um, real. We have a kid that shoots himself accidentally. Yep, playing we around have, with the gun. We have, what else do we have? That scene was fine. Whatever. I like that because he's shooting at Tucker and Dale, or trying to, and Dale's like, you gotta hit the safety on the side of the gun, just right there off the side. Yeah. yeah. And then the what rest of them have? are all kind of lumped Jesus. together. Well, that's what I'm saying, is the rest of them are all lumped together because everyone dies in the cabin. That is true, I guess. Right, so then we get the, the detente, right? Because well, Allie wants to detente. be a psychiatrist, or a therapist. So she she says, Frat Boy Prime and Dale, you guys sit here. Now, at this point, they've cut off Tucker's fingers. His bowling fingers. Yeah, we kind of breezed right <laughs> by that. There was a bit of a torture scene that happened. A bit of a torture, but you don't show it happening. And uh, what would you guys think of the detente? Because I did not care for that scene. That was maybe my least favorite scene of the movie. Eh. <clears throat> it's I just don't know. That, it's... Like, I don't speak even French, though the... Jack. In the movie's... Even though the movie's absurd, oh my god! Right? This particular scene felt too absurd to me. Right? Even though the movie, like a lot of crazy, unbelievable shits happening, I was on board with all of it until this scene. Where now, I've been Alan Tudyk has been strung up by his ankles and has had fingers cut off. Yep. And he's just supposed to fucking sit there. Yep. While they have a conversation? No! This is not a therapy situation anymore. This is a just... Jack, nope. Jack. You fucking cut my fingers off. You're Jack. done. She's yeah. really good at psychology. Psychologically. Psycholo- psychology. <laughs> <laughs> I really That's fucked that one a up. A good interjection, Mark. <laughs> She's a psychiatrist. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I All I'm saying, you. look, and I get Dale is, is like meek, or whatever Dale is, but Man, motherfucker. 
Alan Tudyk, I like, I do like that he pours PBR on all of his wounds. That we is did skip right over that. The best detail in this movie. Every time he injures himself, he just pours PBR on whatever his wound is. It's amazing. Yeah, Bee yeah, that's, that's to your a face can of PBR. Great little Fingers half a can of PBR. Off. You got to drink the other can half. That's, that's important part of the medicine. <laughs> and apparently, that was a that was like an improv thing that Alan Tudyk did. Just for the record, Alan just, Tudyk is a fucking treasure yeah just to build that <laughs> mythology <laughs> we need to guard him we need to get him like a secret service detail yeah i'm for it i'd okay. rather my taxes go that than fuck mediation session does not go well no other kids that Ask- are still lurking about break in and one of them sets the other one on fire and it's because frat boy prime poured gasoline everywhere yeah well did you guys think that they were going to notice all the clippings of murders on the wall? Uh, no. I kept thinking that was going to be a Chekhov's wall of murders. Yeah. And it never was. Oh, right, because they make such a big point. It was your it was your classic false Chekhov's wall of murders. <laughs> it was a misdirect. Because they, they, they make such a big deal about, like, hey, look at all these weird press clippings on this conspicuous wall about yeah. murders. I don't know. And With then these one... kids think they're hillbilly murderers, and they're trundling through the cabin and they don't notice this well it's almost it's almost better that they don't because it builds their characters as not being the most observant you know i guess yeah like i think it's almost necessary because like it starts with a cop being like bad shit happened up there nothing good's waiting for you you know and then that's kind of like where that point is resolved is with the wall kind of explaining all of it and they choose just to Continue God damn that cop being so fucking cryptic. Like, motherfucker, I think if I bought a cabin and a cop was being cryptic about, cryptic with me about what happened at that cabin, my dog is having kennel cough right now. Good. Um, Great thing in a fucking recording (laughs) studio. You're really breaking the immersion, man. A dog with kennel cough in your recording studio. (laughs) I have two dogs in here. Only one of them has kennel cough, but the other one probably does now. Um, (laughs) So next week, the other dog will be kennel coughing. And then I also have a kettle cough, so... It's a, yeah, it's okay. I'm kettle coughing today. I would be <coughs> so fucking... Pi- the first thing I would do is if I bought Jesus. a cabin and a cop was like, nothing good will happen there, and I went up to that cabin and it was full of a wall of a murders, murder. <laughs> my first course of business would be go back and find that cop and be like, you could just say it's a cabin that a murderer owned. Why the fuck didn't you just tell me that? I wouldn't Better do that question. until the end of the weekend. I'm up there, I've got my PBRs, I've got my fishing pole. I'm at least going to enjoy the weekend. Why, they can drink their Why would the real Miller estate agent in the car? They got no problems drinking in the truck. Eh. Why? Why would the real estate agent not take down the wall of murders? I would be more interested in a house with a wall. What of kind murders. of real estate agent do you think they bought this from, dude? A reputable. This is whoever one? they're. No, this is someone standing <laughs> on the fucking corner in like a rundown mining town. I imagine it they bought as one of those from. Yellow signs written on with Sharpie all throughout Boise that say everything from we can buy rugs to we'll sell your house fast. We have a vacation home to sell you. That was a very Boise-centric reference. You know what? No, Good we job. have similar Everyone's ones in Salt Lake that all say I make a hundred thousand or I make ten thousand dollars a month. I doing day trading. I'm seeking an accomp like a, not an accomplice, whatever, an apprentice. Call this number. <laughs> Written in Sharpie, stapled to a They're pretty much, uh, what's the dude's name from uh, Paranormal Activity? Micah. 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 Yeah, they're Micah. Micah. Yeah, there you go. 
Nailed it. Salt Lake is full of a bunch of Micahs. Micahs. Yeah. Micahs. God. So in any case, right. uh, Frat Boy what Prime movie did we is, watch actually, <laughs> is actually some type of demon child. His mom was impregnated by a murderous hillbilly, and he was the result. Yeah. And I do like the way that they, the filmmakers did that, in that the, like, hillbillies' murderers in the flashbacks are vaguely Alan Tudyk and yes. the other guy shaped. Yes. That is true. I mean, I'm so pretty sure pretty it was good. them that yeah. acted the scenes. Um, did you guys also note that in the 80s teenagers partying who got murdered, the oh, yeah. song was Pump the Jam? Yeah. Pump. Up the pump, jam. Pump, pump it, it up. Pump, pump it the up. Dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Good analysis. Really great. Yeah, Jack. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. That actually does raise a question, though. So this movie opens oh, with. Oh, God. Yeah, going back to the opening sequence. This movie opens with. Uh, a bit John of found Denver, footage, a bit of found footage <laughs> of a chi- like a lady in a barn and her videographer after the f- after these murders had happened. And oh, I totally forgot about that. What yeah, is that about? You know why you totally forgot about that? Because it has absolutely fucking nothing to do with the story. Yeah, that's story. weird. Fuck that. They're yeah. kind of introducing murderous hillbillies, I guess. But what? Yeah. Why? why? Why is that in there? You could easily that's cut not- that out. Open with John Denver driving through the West Virginia mountains and be good and be totally fine. You have enough flashbacks yeah. of people getting murdered. Mountain Mama. That's, oh my God. <laughs> that's the name of that I song. I don't know any other lyrics to that song. It's, it's oh almost my heaven. God. West Virginia? Blue Ridge Mountains? Shenandoah River? <laughs> Shenandoah Life River. That's yeah. part of the John Denver song, is it? Yes. Oh, is it really? I, I actually don't. Know. God damn it! Life <laughs> is older, just older than trees. I don't trees. know any of this fucking. Well, that oh. sounded like a stupid thing to say, Jake. What do you think? I'm smart enough to just riff Shenandoah River off the top of my head? Do you think I'm some type of freestyle rapper, Jack? <laughs> freestyle rappers reference the Shenandoah River a lot, do they? Frequently. That's called Shenandoah style. So they're able to kill douchebag <laughs> Rap Boy Prime. By blowing chamomile tea into his face. Yeah. Well, what did you guys think of the uh, like Bond villain death? setup he has to kill Katrina Bowden? It's insane well, and idiotic and Bond villain esque. Sure. Yeah, but that's kind of the point, right? That's it the whole point. Him. Yeah, he had to be over the top. Yeah. That's a great way to yeah. make him over the top. Sets up an yeah. interesting Done. third act. <sighs> sure. So they managed to kill him, and. Uh, I, it's it's such a satisfying death. He's one of the more dislikable characters, like in the history of Whoa. literature. Oh, that's, literature, yeah. That's a fair that's assessment. Strong. Oh, I fuck that guy so much. You just didn't like his pop collar. That's it. That that's doesn't a big help. part of it. Yeah, certainly. They did a great job making a really detestable villain. It's one thing to be evil. It's an entirely different thing to be evil and a douche. And he's both. Yeah, and he's both, and that's what makes him particularly detestable i feel like there are a lot of villains who are evil and a douche no name another i don't know like any bond villain we just talked about how he's they're bond not douches though how many of them have, uh, name a single other bond villain that has a popped collar okay le not, chief when he's on vacation not <laughs> <the> other <laughs> bond villain scatamanga and one of the leaders any scenes. any bully in any 80s movie yeah, and those are all yeah, douchebags. Flashback to what I evil. said about the Stranger Things kids. Those kids are all assholes. 
Not the actual evil. protagonists, the the bullies in that. <laughs> that was well put, Mark. Not the kids playing the bullies, just the bullies. I'm, what I'm else you got to say the about the end of the movie? The end of the movie? God. I have something very specific to say. I Good, do does it. This, does this movie just end with a man raping a, an, an unconscious woman? It sure does. Okay, <laughs> woof. On a romantic date. And they don't care. They just stand by while she is raped. Yeah. Well, I said, no, I don't care. It's more important that I kiss you. But she it's being romance. the, I want to help people, college student, blah, blah, is just chill with this dude just well, going to town. Dale being the woman? sensitive, super nice guy also shouldn't be chill with that. No, neither of them should be. It's horrible. I didn't care for that. A woman's yeah, it's, being a bit of a, it's a bit of a miscue. And we know, yeah. and we know Katrina Bowden's character has been around the block enough times to not care about the kiss that much, even if she likes the guy. It's not coitus. It's not like it's that big He's a, a good-looking man, more or less. Give her. <laughs> Mark, giver. I had a really hard time not introducing you with a good-looking man, more or less. Why didn't you? Why didn't you do that? That would have been preferable. Because I like the not hung like a bear. It's also more accurate. <laughs> I hate both. And then it just sort of ends... <laughs> with with Alan Tudyk drinking PBR out of a bendy straw which if I'm yep. ever in the hospital I fucking expect you guys to show up with a goddamn PBR and a bendy straw okay. you got it brother reviewed Over at A to Z Horror, we use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Jerry Springer would rate paying a prostitute with a bad check. Some nine years ago, I spent time with a woman I shouldn't have, and I paid her with a check. I wish I hadn't done that. And for 10, think of how you'd rate Charlie's excitement to chop cats. Oh yeah, let's chop cats! No, let's no, no, no. chop cats! Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick, rate it for story. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I basically just went back and referenced whatever I gave Cabin in the Woods, and used mm. that as my barometer for things. Um, I gave Cabin in the Woods a ten. This is not a okay. ten. Whoa. Uh, I I gave this. I, I do think it's it's pretty high though. I gave this an eight. Uh, I think this yeah. movie is really really clever in how it takes classic horror scenes like. You know, running into a bunch of murderous hillbillies at a gas station or the leather face like chainsaw dance type thing and puts context behind it that makes it completely innocuous. It's it's really, really clever in that regard. Yeah, totally. Totally. The way the ways that it fails, though, is there's a lot of like you have to do a lot of work on the scripts part to to make things believable as far as uh douche prime or whatever the hell we're calling him frat boy prime is involved like there's a certain point where that kid just everyone else would be like dude you're a fucking psychopath no we're not doing that right so mm-hmm. kind of the tale of two movies there for the most part i think the stri- script is incredibly clever it feels organic the story itself is well developed and then i just think the third act is really weak and as you get more and more and more of frat boy prime it begins to fall apart a little bit. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I give it an eight also. I think the the conceit is great of this world where the teenagers think they're the good guys, the ostensible hillbillies think they're the good guys, but and 
neither one of them is actually trying to attack each other. And I understand the movie needs a antagonist to move forward, and that's why you have Fratboy Prime. But I also think it loses points for how bad a job it does developing Katrina Bowden's character, right? Like, having the one scene where she can dig a hole, and then having her be a... wanting to be a therapist is not enough to a character make, and that's what they're trying to do. So that's She was raised on a farm, Jack. (laughs) So that's unfortunate. That's all you need. Um, Yeah, but it's overall very good. Um, Jake, go. Um, We can breeze past me, pretty much. Uh, I don't want to sound like a parrot. I gave it a 7, as opposed to an 8. Um, I thought what Mark said about kind of using Cabin in the Woods as a barometer is a pretty smart thing to do. I was a little lower on that than both of you guys, I guess, and I'm coming in a little lower here. And docking it a little bit for the totally unnecessary rape scene at the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, oh, Actively yeah, took here. away from the Maybe story. Maybe I'm down right? to a seven. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really hated that, actually. But, you know. Yeah. Are you or are you Fair not enough. down to a seven? No, I am down to a seven. Nice. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, world building and immersion is our next category. Mark, hit us with your world building and immersion score. Sure. I, I think this is an also an eight. Uh, I can't tear myself from the screen when I watch this movie. I've seen this, as I said at the beginning, five or six times now. I put it on every once in a while. It's in the same vein as Cabin in the Woods, where if I just don't have something to watch and I'm not feeling like anything, I just put it on. It's like comfort food. Um, I... And I still, I'm still drawn to the movie. Again, I think the third act is really, really weak. Basically, everything after the cabin explodes is more or less forgettable. But everything prior to that is absolutely riveting. I like, I just <laughs> love that shit. It is charming as all hell, and just the the magnetism of Alan Tudyk and, and Levine and um, whatever her name is Bowden. Katrina Bowden, yeah. Yeah. They're so good as a trio together that yeah. it just it just draws you in, and that makes a really, really good immersion score. Hmm. That's fair. Um, I gave it a six. Uh, I agree with what you said, but I was pulled out so much by the the detente scene, by the scene where they're sitting at the table. He only knows how to speak in French. He only knows how to do it in French. Yeah. I can't. I can't think of another word for it. The climax scene. I don't. I honestly don't know what you're trying to describe the scene as. Well, it's not the climax. It's not a detente. It's a detente. It's also. It not is the a detente. It literally is. Mise en scène. It. It's not that. Let's just say French <laughs> things. <laughs> Baguette. Good work, Mark. Thank you. Um, that pulled me out so much and then the the rape scene at the very end pulled me out a whole shitload too now you can't really get pulled out <laughs> of the, the last very tenth end of, of a movie. second yeah yeah so that that doesn't affect the score so, so much, I, I would it does, not it does leave that. a bad taste in your mouth i mean i'll give yeah, you that. It does. Yeah. yeah yeah so six hmm. jake um i'm also gonna give it a six i think for similar reasons as what you guys have mentioned um with a movie like this that's so funny and clever in a way uh that does so many things that are very classic to the genre in a clever way um i find myself thinking about those things a lot and not focused in on the movie as a whole uh totally agree with everything you said about the way those three central characters in particular interact with each other on screen that's great it builds its world in a very respectable way uh but i was never wholly immersed and i think that that's a product of really what it was going for i just can't give it a high score really 
I want to say sure. one thing about this. Because I have made the argument that horror comedies don't generally have high immersion scores before. And right. I want to say in that regard, that's because most horror comedies are so meta to the point where like there's literal winking at the camera happening. Right. Even in Cabin in the Woods, which I actually gave a higher immersion score to, but whatever. They'll cut <laughs> they'll cut to uh the two guys in the office like commenting on the scene, playing the part of the audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so two, this this two movie thirds of is, the horror comedies say that again, sorry. Two thirds of the horror comedies we've watched, you've given a very high score to. I I think I, I whatever I made this argument before, uh, talking about other stuff from like CR and horror release roundup and stuff. It's just like this movie doesn't directly comment on itself, which is why I think it's so good in the script category that it exists as a horror script and is funny. And if you like horror, you see stuff that you've seen before and it's smart enough that you can like get that reference. But if you haven't seen it, it's still funny. Like you don't need it to comment on itself. Sure. Okay. Okay, That's my soapbox. Let's move on. All right. Mm. Scare factor. Mark, go. Horror comedies aren't scary. Uh, This is a three. It's, it's trying to, it kind of tries to pull itself up a little bit uh, with the inclusion of douchebag prime um, and his pops callers. But realistically, the only deaths that really are even remotely creepy in this regard are his own at the very end, right? When he's when he's actually like actively trying to kill somebody. Yeah, I'm downgrading this sure. to a two now that I think about it. Nice. I gave it a th- I gave it a three. Um, I don't think it's scary, but I think they get a lot of credit for the gore. The gore is awesome. I also kind of like the idea of being in a situation where all parties think they're the good guy. That's a little scarier than some other stuff, but not scary. So three. That's called mm. war. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, nailed it. Jake? I also gave it a two. Same reasons. All right. Good call. Uh, our penultimate category is effects or judicious lack thereof. Mark? Uh, I went with a six. I don't really have a lot to say in this category. I feel like I feel like the set design's good. They shoot outside a lot, which I like. Outside of that, the the gore's fine. It's not great, but it's good. Uh, I, there was nothing that actively took me out, but they also didn't take a whole lot of risks. That's all I got. I Mark, I could not agree any more with you. I gave it a six for exactly the same reasons. Like it's there's nothing bad about any of it, but it's not like a shining beacon of what you should do for effects. It's just very good effects. Good. Six. Jake. Six and a half, just to be different. I What I do think is funny, <laughs> Jack, you. is that you said in Scare Factory, you gave it props for having outstanding gore, and then you just agreed with Mark wholeheartedly when he had said that the gore was fine. So, calling you well, out. Well, the, the gore looks fine, but there's a shitload of it, and I like that. Like, there, there's a difference between how much gore you have and how good it all looks. See, poultry, guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> God, actually, well, let's put an asterisk on that. And the asterisk at the bottom of the page actually reads, don't see poultry geist. Yeah, you shouldn't. It's yeah, terrible. Don't but... see that. Oh, should that be an official like note to the podcast this week? Yeah. That's A to Z Horror's official stance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. see poultry geist. That would Stay be away from that motherfucker. <laughs> don't see poultry geist and Naomi Watts is cute. Yeah. Fair. Overall, Mark, go. Eight and a half. Mm. I think I've I think I've played my my case, and I I gotta say I've watched this numerous times, five to six times. 
I'm going to go back and watch it again. I'm going to love it again because every single time I watch this movie, I have a fun time. I, I just love this thing. It's great. Eight and a half. I'm knocking it a little I, bit I because it a... it's not really scary. And as far as like our horror rubric is concerned, I'm not going to recommend it to people as a scale. horror movie. Yeah. But it is just right. a great well, movie. I agree with you, Mark. I gave it a seven. Um, I think it was fucking fun as shit. It's, it's a great movie to watch. Ultimately, this isn't a Cabin in the Woods. This isn't a Shaun of the Dead. This isn't at that level for me. It's a, it's a tier below those, but it is still a goddamn blast, and I really enjoyed it, and I, I gave it a 7. Hmm. Jake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a tier below. 7 for me as well, which means Jack and I have to explain why you shouldn't watch this with your buddies and drink beers, which is a <laughs> well, fucking that's a hard thing to do. Very hard position to <laughs> take, because yeah. you absolutely should do that. Yeah, so Mark, your, your part's pretty much over, because we just did it for you. Yep. Good work. If you don't like having fun with your friends or drinking beers, or if you don't like having fun with your friends and drinking beers, then, then you this won't appeal this to you. With your friends and you shouldn't and drink do beers. it. Yeah, I there. think we nailed that. How's that stance? <laughs> yeah, if you hate Fuck. fun, then this watching this would be an awful time. <laughs> you should Let's probably go on see poster. it, listener. <laughs> you should probably see it. Yes, yeah, seriously. Game aside, go watch this with your bros. Or your gals. Yeah, yeah you it's know, fun. It's, it's, it's gender neutral. Yeah. yeah. Sure, we're going to get a lot of female listeners after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, are we getting the fuck out? Let's get the fuck out of here. That was episode 27 of the A to Z Horrorcast. We are A to Z Horror. To see everything we have going on, head over to a to zhorror.com. That's A hyphen Z Horror as opposed to two because we're good at things. Uh, hang out with us on Twitter where we are at A to z horror as jack pointed out last <laughs> week i had everything mistaken come hang out with us on the horror amino app that's a pretty cool place and let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below ask any questions you may have we're here for you guys and you know the drill by now clicking on that like button will definitely help us out and we greatly appreciate it if you're Please. new click on that subscribe button it's definitely going to be helpful for you as we're coming at you with reviews every single week if we can help it and while you're at it, go check out everything that the Phantom Podcast Network has to ha- has to offer. Uh, there's a lot of good shit going on over there uh, at the Phantom Podcast Network and downrightcreepy.com. And next week on the A to Z Horrorcast, we are rounding out the final movie in this crazy-ass game of horror telephone that we've been playing where we have a jack pick, and that is going to be They Live. Rowdy Roddy yeah. Piper making a fucking comeback. <laughs> And I should also note that you might want to tune into that one as we'll be selecting our next batch of movies. So that'll be a lot of fun. And until then, go get your buddies, grab some beers, and watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. She's really good at psychology. Psychologically. Psychology.